Welcome to the uh, Game Dev Roundtable discussions we have. We got Josh Lovridge today. Can you let them know a little bit about you? Because they probably remember who you are, but maybe not entirely. Yeah, so I'm Josh Lovridge. I'm Managing Director of Stratton Studios. We are a game publisher and developer based here in Wicklow, Ireland. Um, we mainly focus on single-player narrative experiences that publish on console platforms. So the likes of, you know, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, all that good stuff. Yeah. Definitely all that great so stuff. A, and the stuff you work on. That's a blurb about me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah, so for anybody who's listening, what are NFTs? Because I know I get that question a thousand times. People are like, what does that even yeah. mean? And then once they explain it, they're like, but why is that important? <laughs> so let's first go with what is it? Yeah, so I suppose the technical the technical description of an NFT will be, you know, you'll get variations, but it's always something along the lines of a non-fungible token, which essentially is a unit of data stored on a digital ledger called a blockchain. So uh, think of it like a big book of different kind of transactions and different data stored in a massive book. And essentially what the NFT does is it certifies that that piece of data is unique and can't be interchangeable so essentially it means that like you know once it's there it's there for good and the data can't be like modified in a strange way you know so there's never um it's great for stuff like certificates photos to uh, to verify who's the owner and stuff like that and a very simple way um like you know kind of layman's description of an nft would be think of it something along the lines of an authenticity certificate and that would be a a simple way to understand it an authenticity certificate that can be used for multiple things whether that be videos whether that be items in games whether that be you know a, a piece of property you know it can be used for anything so it's um yeah that's essentially uh, the two sides of the NFT uh, kind of um, coin, I suppose. Yeah, you know, because I think a lot of people don't realize NFTs could be anything. It's not just yeah. crypto related, or it's not even just games. It could be yeah. anything, and that's going to allow us to, well, like you said, authenticize, like verify that everything is yours. Like this is your house because it's right here. It's in the blockchain. This is your coin. This is your game asset. This is all yours. And if you're going to give it to someone else, you have to go to the blockchain trade give it to that person it's going to be there for everyone to see most people don't realize that it's like oh but like i don't get how money works and stuff it's like it's right there it's all public it's basically just an exchange of goods you're exchanging one good to another one and that's it that's really how it works it's like same with collectibles it's like why do people collect things because it's in our nature we just want to collect things because if we have more of this we might be better off later on like back in the day if you have food if you collected all of it you're going to be set compared to other people so that's really what has to do with nfts and all that and so then the big thing today is what how does that have to do with gaming like how is nfts going to help gaming and in your experience what have you seen and what is your thoughts on that so i suppose for years in the gaming space we've struggled and what i mean by we've struggled is many companies have tried many implementations of different ways of assuring and rewarding players in a meaningful way and a way that means that you know that that item that maybe that you learn in game is yours forever 
and that it can't be, you know, say the server closes down or something like that, you know, that it doesn't just get wiped off the earth or you lose your save file or something like that, you know. So we've struggled in gaming for a long time and we've came up with many solutions for that over the year, like cloud saves. You know, we had early implementations like, you know, some people might remember back in the day and um, Steam trading cards or Microsoft points, you know, and um, or even uh, UB, Play and all that type of thing that was going on. But essentially every implementation has failed in one way or another because it lacks, it, it always lacked, um, you know, one of the three main, I suppose, pillars that people look for. It was always never decentralized. Privacy was always an issue because it was, you know, always going through a decentralized, um, it was always going through a centralized exchange, sorry, not decentralized. Um, and the other thing was, was that it was hard to transfer to people. You couldn't just like send people things, you know, it, was, it could be quite difficult. Platforms were always gatekeepers of this information and it just made everything difficult in gaming. So we didn't have a way around it and games kind of evolved over time to just accept that fact and players accepted that fact also. Now, kind of fast forward a few years, you know, the gaming space has needed this even more. If we think, you know, skins in games, in-game purchases have become ever more prevalent and as part of the gaming ecosystem. Now, if you think of this, if you think of it this way, and, you know, I suppose um, it's just, to some people it might be shocking, but if you buy like a skin in Fortnite, you don't actually own that skin in Fortnite. You just That's own... That's key. You... Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. You don't own it. Yeah, you don't. You just own it for that moment while the game's alive. But if the game goes down, you don't own it anymore. It's gone. That $20 you spent, see you later. Yeah. It's um it, and that's and that's scary. Like, you know, if you're one of them people that has collected all the skins and is a loyal player, well, I, I I'm sorry to say, but in a few years when the server shut down, all your money's gone. You, you know, you have lost that. And that's not fair on you as a player. So bring in something called crypto and blockchain technology that I'm sure everyone's heard about in, you know, some way or another. And, you know, you've probably heard about it in a negative fashion because that's just the way it's been portrayed over the years. But it's not like, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. It is solid technology. The way I like to explain it to people is think of the early years of mobile phones and the early years of the internet. You know, people are always scared of something that they don't understand. So essentially, um, how, it, how NFTs are going to empower gaming over the coming years is that it's going to enable us as developers to create assets that will be there forever that we can actually give to the player and we can give ownership to the player we can't just revoke these things you know we can't pull a plug on them once they're there they're there and you know that is very powerful for you as a player because essentially then you can actually own things in games and here's another thing you know many people are using games as their careers now and that's and that's great, you know. And they're using their uh, their career in gaming, at, like gaming uh, online where, via YouTube or whatever, you know. And with NFTs, you can even earn supplementary incomes with it. You know, some people in getting crypto games like Axie Infinity are actually earning a full time like wage from playing the game, which is amazing. It's amazing that people that's are incredible. able to do these things. You know, it, it's empowering, and that's just one of the use cases of NFTs. But 
I suppose it's just another way for us as developers to consolidate your ownership of assets. It's the same if you think about games, right? You know, when you purchase a game, like on, say, um, you know, the Xbox store, yeah. you purchase a game on the Xbox store online, you can't transfer that license to, say, PlayStation or Nintendo or anything like that. But technically, with, you know, within uh, having an NFT for that license, it could be possible to transfer that. Now, obviously, there'd be wow, a lot of... I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, <laughs> obviously, there'd be a lot of uh, uh, hoops to jump through with oh, yeah, different definitely. platforms, kind of, you know, but uh, like it is possible. It's within the realm of possibility where it wasn't before. Um, and I suppose it would make it very easy. Like, if you think about another thing that's um, and another probably common pain point of players in game have you like and i'm sure everyone's this has happened to people over time you know um if you've ever been playing a game and say for example someone gets unauthorized access to your account and maybe they you know kind of sell all your things in like the auction house (laughs) that's the worst news ever to hear (laughs) yeah where, whereas true NFT is, we can we can prevent things like that on a deeper level. You know, you can have higher level security on that. You know, like you can have mobile apps that allow you to essentially only authorize transactions based upon you know that your phone and stuff like that. So it just adds more layers. There's so much like things we can do. And for us as developers, we can use it for things like achievements. We can use it for things like um, one of the areas that I'm really excited about is governance, governance in games. I want players to be able to actually own a part of the game. I want them to be able to own part of the game that allows them to influence development, like on the development side of things. So say, for example, we're working on a new title. Why can't we create a a thousand NFTs that split up the governance for the title and each person gets a vote on um, the next stage of the development or, you know, choices that we're facing on the back end of things it just allows for that deeper integration within the community and it's i suppose just enables uh, a deeper layer of um security and trust between developers and players because i i personally feel over the last 12 months especially there's been a lot of i suppose not negativity but just kind of confusion between developers and players on you know kind of oh don't trust the publishers don't trust the developers they're out to get you they just want your money all this type of stuff and you know it's not good for the gaming space whereas nfts can provide people with that kind of you know peace peace of mind that security that okay my data is safe what i have invested in this game is safe and it's not going to go anywhere you know it's all good so um it's just very powerful yeah, no, it provides clarity because, like I said, there's this mistrust. So it's like, okay, this stuff is yours and you can find it on the blockchain. There it is. This is it. Like, I want to be as clear as possible. Now, before then, it's like, you know, are these are they going to make these sentences? Is this game going to be the way it's going to be built? I don't know. But now we can have people involved because you said governance, which I think is a great idea. I never thought of that before in that way. I have had this idea where it's like, what if you had people help you finish your game? Like, you had this skeleton of the game. You're like, okay, guys help vote of like what we're going to do next to build the game that you want to make and the fact that they can own a part so what do you mean by own a part like own a part of 
the game itself kind of like a stock or own pieces of the game and then they control that part of the game yeah so that's a tricky one um because obviously there is securities law um and you know we have to be careful around stuff like that but i suppose until the legal framework is put in place it becomes you know you kind of would have to make it that you know they would only get to influence decisions development decisions with them governance tokens but on a deeper level what i would love and um, for the future you know we're talking five six years down the line once regulations have become more clear um, would be that people would actually get a share of how well the game does. We do well, our players do well. That would enable, that would be my dream because I suppose uh, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be involved in a in a game studio in some way, but it was very, it was very kind of, you know, gated, you know, and not everyone has time to spend 10 years going and learn and everything, how to code, you know, people obviously have different careers, but they still want to be involved and they want to feel part of that community. Like I know for a fact that like our own community would love to be involved in the shooting in a way because they invest so much time in us, you know, and it is just, I feel it'd be fair for them to get something back. I really do, you know, um, so yeah, I would love for that to be a hundred percent like they'd get a share in the future. But until that becomes, I suppose, more clear in a regulatory front, you'd have to stick with development decisions. But I think even development decisions as a first step is very empowering. You know, it's kind of like you know, games have done it through like you know, Kickstarters before, where you get like you know, you can make development decisions, but it's never been kind of, I suppose laid in stone in a way that's verifiable and immutable that you know you have that um i suppose you know developments governance over the game and you can transfer that to people which is you know very very powerful um yeah so it's a it's it's definitely an interesting one that's the areas obviously i'm excited in because we mainly focus in single player games so for us it's you know it's not really about you know kind of um in-game items and stuff like that we will have them too that can be traded we're uh, kind of coming up with different kind of gameplay mechanics that can be um implemented to i suppose accent that but if for us it's more about governance it's more about you know giving players rewards for completing the game rewarding completionists you know rewarding playtime whether that and bring that into the real world you know like for example merchandise say for example you know you 100 one of our games well why can't you get like you know a, a free t-shirt sent out to you or something like that you know because you've after investing a lot of time in our game why, why not you know it's it, it, there's lots of things we can do and then on the multiplayer front you know there's billions of options literally endless options because we're already using kind of not really an implementation of nfts but we're using an implementation of microtransactions on in games already and we have been for years and you know with free-to-play gaming business models ever more prevalent and um, but they've just never been kind of done correctly because they're not 
immutable they're not verifiable you know they're not trackable once the server goes down your your everything you've worked, put in is gone you know so um it just enables i suppose the future growth of gaming and um, because a big gate for people and i know uh myself speaking to a lot of kind of bigger corporate you know guys and investors a lot of them their sentiment is you know they're not really wanting to get involved in the game and space because i suppose they don't feel there's anything they can tangibly get out of it if that makes sense like they're not really wanting to you know like put in in-game advertisements or stuff like that or even sponsor games or game studios because they can't get something tangible really out of it you know there's no way for them to track all these things whereas true nft is it all enables everything about that so it's it's just really um yeah the sky's the limit really it's the next generation of gaming and it's where we're going and then on the other side of it you know i suppose the dream is the metaverse um which is really where you know things start to get interested and you know we've got some uh, nice implementations already and um, you know with games trying to do it like the sandbox you know all these different games that are out there and um, both i suppose yeah it's a lovely i think we need to establish the grassroots of nfts and gaming first and get that technology i suppose well implemented well integrated and get players comfortable with that before we start making crazy moves into something like a metaverse because you know it's hard to go from you've got to ease people into things you know people are always i suppose afraid of things they don't understand and you know if you were to just say okay here's a metaverse everyone would be like what what's a metaverse <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a huge so, leap from what we have now to the metaverse but that's where we want to go we want to have a, a space yeah. where you basically have everything connected and actually for people who don't know what a metaverse is can you define that a little bit like how you think a metaverse is yeah so i suppose the metaverse and everyone kind of everyone has different descriptions of it like some games you know kind of some games already say they have a metaverse, but not really. But essentially, it's the concept of kind of a futuristic technology of the internet that is made up of kind of like a persistent shared 3D world. And some people say in like virtual reality, where you can essentially do anything and everything. So, for example, you can go shopping in the metaverse. Like, say, for example, you know, you wanted to go to Harvey Norman, like a, a computer store or a Best Buy. You would go to there in the metaverse, you know, and you could be able to buy the asset there and then it would come straight to you. Or you could go to an arcade in the metaverse or you could do racing in the metaverse. You could play, you know, games would be built within the metaverse. You could buy land within the metaverse. Everything. It's just... Like, think of it as, like, a 3D copy of our world that people, would like, allow them to have a virtual representation of themselves that could allow them to live their wildest fantasies and dreams. Obviously, within reason, you know, we don't want it to be, like, some sort of massive 3D shared debt match or anything, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't want that. But, no, it's, it's like Ready Player One. 
you have your oasis, yeah. you have your area where you go and you can interact with other people. And then from there, you choose your game. So like in my understanding, it'd be kind of like you have an area where it's like the PlayStation world. And then you go in there and you can choose the PlayStation games you want to play. And you go somewhere else. And it's like the Facebook land. That's where everybody's like having social gatherings. And it's, it's hanging out in this virtual space. And you go to other places and you can like travel to different locations. Maybe you can go to a virtual Egypt or virtual Rome or Greece. But the, like, that's wild to think we'll get there eventually. I can see what different cryptos, like decentralized land is creating a space where you can buy virtual real estate. Yeah. So now you just have to get everybody to go, okay, this is where we have all the virtual real estate. Here we're going to put our virtual game spaces and here we're going to put the games we make. But it's like, it's wild to think. Like it almost seems like it's almost impossible until you start to realize that like we're pretty much doing it. Like if you look at Fortnite, it has a ton of IP, IPs in that game. Like um, John Wick or marvel dc anything they have everything you have so it's like that's the beginning and if they can do it then why can't everyone else do it and why can't we just put more games into that world so it's exciting what's going to happen with the metaverse but now so like yeah. with what you're doing are you just like slowly trying to build your way to like make games with nfts and then eventually add to the metaverse is it like your plan or your thoughts on that yeah so i suppose at stratton our our main goal is over the next few years is to be a beacon for a beacon for i suppose the integration of nfts into the mainstream gaming space you know and we're talking console level uh implementation and um, now why are we focusing on that because and the main reason we're focusing on that is because they are the gatekeepers they are the ones who are going to control whether NFTs work in gaming, essentially. And, um, you know, gaming is controlled by such... If people... Like, a lot of people think there's loads of gaming companies and publishers. It's actually not. You know, a lot of the game and publishers and developers in the world are actually owned by the same companies. The same, like, you know, holding companies at a top level. And if they don't want NFTs happening, they are... They're not going to happen. Because they have more money to throw around to gatekeeper regulation and all these things. So it's about building with them, not against them. Because we're never going to win against the main players. It's just the way it works. So our kind of plan and hope is to be one of the first, I suppose, um, console publishers to have NFTs in our game. That's our, that's our, our dream. That's our plan. You know, we have the technology ready. We are just literally waiting. We are just, you know, campaigning, you know, putting together all the kind of the frameworks that are needed. Because what many people don't realize is, you know, everyone might say, oh, you know, it's it's easy. Just, you know, you can do it on PC. Why can't you do it on console? Uh, anytime you're trying to get something new into any kind of piece of hardware that is rated by multiple kind of um, different regulatory boards and stuff like that. There's so many hoops you have to jump through, you know, to make sure that it's safe. You know, players aren't going to get, you know, kind of shafted in any way to make sure the technology is, you know, secure, immutable, all these things. It has to go through so many different checks and loopholes and it costs all the money. And so essentially what we're doing is we are at the forefront of that and we are trying to get that you know, kind of rolling, get that ball rolling and get that in a way where, you know, in a 
couple of years, we're going to see NFTs being used regularly within the console market because that is when NFTs will go mainstream. Like if you think how many people play um, console games, like it's crazy. And, That's you know, a lot of people, but it's growing now because of COVID. Yeah, it, it's it's just growing. Um, and, you know, that's just going to, we need, we need NFTs in there, you know, and obviously, you know, we've got mobile games, which is a big space also, it's a massive space, but they won't majorly integrate um, NFTs either until the console guys do, because it's usually the same publishing houses that are publishing on console that are doing, that are behind at the top level, the mobile games, the really big ones at least. So it's about getting that technology integrated and it really does need someone and people who have been in the console space a long time and know how it works. Like, you know, having spoken with a few kind of, I suppose, Greenhorn, developer and um, developers who are looking to get an integration into console and they're coming with it straight off the bat to like the console market it's never going to work because the publishers you know with these big high level publishers you know the likes of sony microsoft they need to trust you first before they're going to allow you to experiment with all this different technologies you know you really need to be in with them a few years before they'll actually even consider the idea of any of this happening so i suppose that's why we feel and i feel that we're in a great position to be at the forefront of that and to really push to get that um you know to get that uh integrated into the console market and um, now obviously we're not doing that alone that's you know we're not like a you know kind of a sole ranger on this you know we're, we're partnering with some of the biggest you know, kind of entities in crypto game and, and we are going to do it together because, you know, you're, you can't do everything by yourself. You really can't, you 100%. know, you need to, the, the, the game and crypto community and the game and NFT community all needs to come together and it needs to be one combined effort to ensure that this actually happens. Cause otherwise it's just going to be, you know, one person's going to try and push, they'll get rejected then they'll give up. Then the other person will try and will be drawn out for years. Whereas one combined effort, you know, I feel we're not too far off. I really, I really don't feel we're too far off. And, um, you know, there still is a few more hoops to jump through, but on the back end of things, we are ready. And we're, we're like, you know, the technology is there. It's being tested. And we, uh, you know, it's it's powerful. Um, and it's That's going awesome. to, a yeah. And like, and I've seen some other implementations, not on like in other AAA studios that are doing them. Also, they're looking at NFTs and they're thinking the exact same thing. This way I look at it. Imagine when microtransactions first came out. Remember that hype where it was nothing and then overnight it just flashed and everyone was hopping on board trying to I get them in. That is what it's going to happen when as soon as the gates open. And it's all about for it's all about that the correct people are the first ones there. The people who aren't just doing and utilizing NFTs for a quick cash grab. That is very important because if it's done wrong and it's implemented incorrectly, we are in major trouble. 
Um, you know, we need people who actually care about the technology and aren't just there for the money. It's very like it, it really is important. And that's why, you know, in the game and crypto space, it is quite gated still, because anyone who's near and even getting near integration point is worried about partnering with someone else or even talking to someone else about it. Because, you know, NFTs, I suppose everyone's seen there lately. Everyone's like, oh, you can make loads of money in it, essentially. And, you know, but that's not what it's about. NFTs have been around for years, you know. Um, Like if we look at, you know, companies like Engine, they've been around for over a decade, building technology for over a decade. And yet, no, barely anyone's heard of them until this year. You know, and that's the same for many crypto gaming kind of uh, blockchains technologies, you know, and even then we've got, you know, other kind of NFT kind of gaming implementations. We've got stuff like Flow, you know, um, who are doing like NBA Top Shots and then um, the, they're going to be doing the UFC uh, NFT soon. All of these things are in the future going to be all been built into gaming like for example if you ever played fifa you know major game yeah and all the time ultimate, ultimate team, team. Mm-hmm. yeah ultimate team like you know just think if you can have an nft for each player within that ecosystem any of the money that you put into that you could transfer over even pokemon think of that you know all the different characters you know having that nft and that's that's just it's just powerful, you know. It, it, it's just going to enable such depth to players because, um, and I suppose your first time, your first time experience NFT is, you know, you might say, I don't really get it, you know, I don't really get what this is about. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just a little, you know. Okay, why would I care if I own something? And that is that's a fair way to feel but i suppose just think of it this way you'll start to care if you own it if you've paid money for it that's the real thing like for example um i really see the first the first implementation i think we'll see on console markets will be with game licenses i really do i think that's such a obvious way for nfts to be bridged into the to the console gaming space in a way that is, you know, not very, that's, that's kind of um, subtle. It's subtle and how it's, how it could be implemented and it would enable everything to be very powerful. So I think that's will be one of the first ways, but you know, it's going to be a slow process. Like we're not going to go from zero to a hundred right away. It's going to be, you know, maybe we'll get one, technology implemented first and then we'll have to roll with that for a while prove that it works have some success case studies based upon it then we can build upon that because we're going to have to build out a whole regulatory framework around this like you know we have peggy we have esrb you know we have all these different rating boards and we have the irc too but you know they are going to have to be on board with this too you know they're going to have to um, get kind of skilled up on what is NFTs, you know, how do they work? What are the common things that you have to look for in NFTs 
when it comes to game and technologies to ensure that they're safe for players. Because the last thing that we want in game, and we do not want, you know, what happens in the early years of game and where, you know, the centralized governments were thinking about stepping in and regulating gaming. That was like that. That's why the ESRB and Peggy and everything was founded was because it was either that or the governments would step in and they were, there was even talk of banning gaming, you know? Um, and for anyone that doesn't know back then, it was due to violence in games. You know, there Grand wasn't any, Auto it, was a huge talk yeah. back in the day. We were like, should we ban? Should we not? Violence in kids called my call school shoot. It was a huge deal. And eventually, you know, we got to Peggy and ESRB. But um, well, so the licensing, I wanted to talk about that. So is that we're talking about like somebody buys it on the PlayStation, they can then play it on like Xbox, Switch, on their computer phone. Like it's just the license works for every com console computer device. Yeah, yeah. So that's so gonna be that's gonna take a long time. Then you have to get the companies to be like, hey, Microsoft, Sony, come together. If one person buys on Microsoft, they can use it anywhere. We're talking about like uniting yeah. all the companies, which might happen because PlayStation seems to be really like stepping out and killing it with the PlayStation Worldwide Studios. And it might lead to a moment where they're like, you know what, just join us, let's do this together and let's create a metaverse where we can all make money in that world. Yeah. Well, I suppose think of it this way. Um, it's already happening. You know, we're we're already getting cross-play. Cross-play is a thing in gaming currently. So why can't we go a step further and transfer the license? You can already play with people on separate consoles. Currently, even the that took reason, forever, though. We've been waiting. For, that like, did take forever. Years for that. And even at first, yep. PlayStation was like, mm, I don't know. And then eventually they got convinced because of Fortnite. I think Fortnite was the first yep. bridge into like, let's do cross-platform for everything. Yeah. Um, and I suppose will it, it, it is going to take time. Like, as I said, it's not going to be overnight, but it's going to be the it's going to be the kind of the, the real, I suppose, tipping point. And why I think consoles will do this is because if you look at a lot of if you look at the sales data and where games are actually making their money, they're not making their money based on sales. They're making their money on recurring revenue within the titles. So. For a gaming company's perspective um, and a gaming company that is heavily focused on monetization, the longer they can keep you in their game, the more money they make. So if they can let you just transfer to, say, from PlayStation, if the game's on Switch, to transfer to Switch, and you get another 10 hours out of the game, that's another 10 hours potentially that you will buy something. And that's the way they look at it. You know, um, and they will like if you think of it this way from a gaming company perspective, the average gaming company is spending like hundreds of dollars in advertising just to grab one player to play their game. You know, oftentimes they're losing money on the sale, that sale acquisition. So from a business perspective, it only makes sense to allow them to transfer licenses to further get that on now obviously that is the that's the main pushing reason that will be used to get the technology implemented do i like it not really to be honest with you i don't like that heavy monetization i think it's wrong but if that's what it takes to get it implemented listen i'm all for it because 
you know, at the end of the day, you've got to swim with the big guys. You can't fight them. You really can't. You know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. And I suppose it's all about outlining the benefits and the, the pros for these guys. So they look at it and they go, you know what? We can make money out of this. And as soon as that uh, light bulb flicks in their head, they're in. And they'll go gun ho with it. And that's just the way it works in game. And it's all it's always the way it has. Like, look at loot boxes, that whole fiasco. Oh, that was a mess. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was a mess. Um, and that's that was kind of um that was all predicated on seeing one company do it really well. And then everyone was like, Oh, yeah, there's an opportunity here, the gold rush, you know, everyone. And uh, so I suppose it's all about um kind of trying to control that in a way that is not going to affect players too heavily. But also, overall, while I do think NFTs could do damage to the gaming space, I think the net positive effect will be much better than the the negative effect. So I think it's good for gaming in the long term. And I think it's going to enable us as developers to really empower the players, which is any way we can do that. I feel we should be, you know, jumping and jumping out of our chairs to try and do it. And there is people who are trying to do it currently, you know, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It really is like, you know, NFTs yeah, are such a enigma. They really mm. are. You know, it, it's a way for it's a way for the greater cryptocurrency space to become more mainstream, because when someone realizes, you know, say, for example, and this is what I think will happen is, you know, people will start to get, uh, NFTs will get implemented into gaming and uh, mainstream gaming. Eventually, when they get implemented, people won't necessarily know they're using them. Right. That will happen. And then. Um, they'll hear about crypto and then what will happen is you know they'll realize that they've been using them in gaming for years and they haven't known about it and then they'll get involved in crypto and realize all the benefits that can have you know in real world technologies um, and that is where things become very very powerful you know so it's all about just expanding the space you know kind of getting the big players involved and giving players something back like i can tell you now like for example um you know even with true apps like vivi you know owning a marvel nft or even through atomic hub owning the godzilla nft like it, it, it's cool like if you're into that type of thing like i know for like you know for myself i'm a bit of a hoarder so uh to be able to not you know do that physically and to be able to do that digitally <laughs> you know it's it's much it's much better and um, vivi's great and I love Vivi. Oh, it's amazing what they're doing. They're trying to get top brands and basically saying you own these and you can put them anywhere in the in the world, like an AR type of way. And that's just really cool. And it just makes so much sense because if we have the metaverse, it's like, hey, I own this Batman or this Spider-Man. And then I can show you it in my virtual museum where they can set up like uh, portraits up and then you'll just show your like virtual Spider-Man, your virtual painting, whatever you want. And it's like right now, maybe it seems niche, but soon it's going to be the whole world. It's going to be everyone's homes just using it. And you wouldn't even know you're using it. Yeah. Just think of Pops. That's why I look at it. Like uh, the Pop Final little collectible figures. Just think how big they blew up. They were niche when they mm-hmm. initially launched. You know, it, it, 
I think of, you know, I suppose like match attacks back in the day with before kind of FIFA was doing ultimate team, you know, the collectible cards or Pokemon cards, you know, um, all these things, people just like to collect. It's in our nature. We're just, we're just all hoarders. Um, and I suppose being able to do that in a digital way is very powerful and transfer it. Like, and it enables them communities to keep alive too. Like if you think about it, I suppose, like think of um, Skylanders, like think how powerful NFTs would have been for Skylanders. I think that if NFTs had of essentially been around and been implemented heavily back then, Skylanders would still be a thriving ecosystem today. Like, just think how much money people invested in Skylanders. Thousands. We used to have, like, you know, kind of like Walmart runs, Mm -hmm. you know, where people go and collect all these little figures. But now everyone just has them thrown in, like, a little trunk in their corner because no what they can't really like trade them or do anything because distance is separating people where in a digital way that would negate all that you know um it, so it becomes even more even more powerful in that way you know it, it really just enables players to get something back and i suppose from a player's perspective, you you should be all for that. You know, the more you can get for your like your hard-earned cash when you're putting that investment in a game to play it, you know, that that's always good. You know, I, I think that's you know that's something I'd be I'd be looking for as a player. You know, I'd be looking for to be able to, I suppose, um get something for all the hard work that I've put into a game and not just, you know, kind of feel, because I think a big thing with gaming is, you know, and I hear this a lot from players is they say, I've after putting a hundred hours into this game and what do I have to show for it? I don't like that response. I feel bad for people who feel that way. It's like you put work into something you're passionate about, you love and other people took their passions and made the game. And now you feel like it was a waste of your time. No, why don't you have something yeah. to show for it? A plaque, a trophy, a t-shirt, something to make you be like, this is important. And I want the world to know that too. And like, here it is. And people will see that and be like, you're amazing. You're incredible. That's why we have Twitch is high numbers because people watch people play games. It's just, it's part of our culture now. There's no need to be like, yeah. oh, it's not important. Or I, where's my time gone? Or it was a waste of my time. No. And that's what I, like we were saying. Yeah, no, I think, and I think NFTs will, because there, and while I completely agree with that, there is people that are just like that, who are just like, oh no, you know, I just, I don't feel like, I feel like a waste of my time. Whereas I think NFTs will help them negate that and will keep them kind of in the game and ecosystem longer to enjoy more games. And that is something that, you know, is, is really, is really powerful. Um, and, you know, the NFT space, like, it, uh, and, like, just for anyone listening, like, it's not just about gaming. Like, it's everything else, too, which is important to always remember. Like, it's not just, like, NFTs are just for gaming. NFTs can be used for anything. Anything where it requires some sort of data can be stored as an nft you know and um, whether that be you know medical records whether that be 
you know, kind of a, a deed for land, whether that be anything, it can be used for that. So I suppose just think of that, how the sky's the limit with that and how deeply integrated things can become. Like, you know, I suppose um, for anyone in any industry or space that struggles with authenticity, NFT is your solution. You know, I don't know if uh, uh, if you, you've ever bought something that's been not authentic, but I know I have. I've bought something that I was told was authentic, and then you know it arrives, and you're like, "That is not authentic." And then yep. you know, the and watch. then that, yeah, <laughs> Rolls Royce, yeah. Uh, Rolex, not a uh, not real. I knew though at the time, but like again, something you think looks real, but it's not. Or like buying a shirt yeah. off a of Facebook Marketplace, and it comes in, and it's like the worst material ever. And you're like, is this really how they make the jackets? Or it's just, am I getting scammed? And again, you can see that now if you go into the blockchain, be like, okay, they've had people, this many people buy, and this many people try to return their money or whatever. Now you know, like, oh, they're scamming you or they're not. You can easily see that nowadays because of blockchain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful. And I suppose that just expands into gaming where we're investing all our time and investing like, you know, a, a lot of resources into game and like a lot of people and the stats on gaming have gone crazy, you know, um, how much time people are spending per day playing games, you know, it, it, it it's truly amazing how, how quickly it has become a uh, kind of integrated into today's society. And, you know, I think that's something that we need to, you know, further push because if we're not evolving as a space and we're not continuing to kind of grow, what are we doing? We're just going to die out eventually. That's really the way everything works. And um, like, and if you think about it, what is the next step for gaming? Other than NFTs, there really isn't anything. Like, I, uh, I like what, VR? Yeah, like VR and NFT is kind of go hand in hand, I think, you know, I kind agree. of like. Same like Pokemon Go, like the AR, VR space. It's like, so what if you could take the Pokemon you captured? Because the only reason why I never got into Pokemon Go is like, all you do is catch them. And it's like, cool, but yeah. like, I want to use them to fight. You so couldn't what if trade you could, them. Yeah, it's like, what if you capture them and then you can take the Pokemon anywhere? You can go into the metaverse and show it to other people. You can battle with other people. You can train other people. Just like the, the power would be amazing. And it would get you engaged. The things you need to get people engaged. Just seeing something for a while can get kind of stale, boring. Especially in a digital space. When it's like, we could do anything. Why can't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. And I suppose the other thing, too, to always keep in mind is that a, that's that's the exact thing is like pokemon pokemon go is a perfect uh, a concept like imagine if that had been integrated with vivi like off to the mind blowing mm -hmm. yeah like you know like that would have been that would have been crazy and um, like you know you've got games like no man's sky like think of all the stuff that could have been done there. Like No Man's Sky, I love No Man's Sky. It's a great story. Great story of a, a game that didn't start out very well and, you know, kind of um, made everything right in the end. But uh, yeah, like it, there's just so many possibilities. And it, like it kind of it kind of hurts your head to think about how how kind of much possibilities there is. And, you know, the I suppose the the technical how much technical limitations it frees up, you know, it just, 
as a developer allows us to do so much more things that we couldn't before because the technology just wasn't there. And now it's all built out. Like the frameworks are all built there. You know, the APIs are all there. The SDKs are all there. All the things we need as developers to just roll this out, get this, you know, kind of integrated mainstream and just start, you know, running with it and playing with it. Like, you know, you've got uh, you've got platforms and blockchain companies like Engine who have, you know, SDKs for the main, most of the main game engines. Like, you know, that's that's amazing. Like, they, they built that out over the last 10 years. That's all ready to go. You know, it, it's just really, you know, that, that gatekeeping that we need to overcome. And once we overcome the gatekeeping, I think um, we are in a much better place. And I suppose, you know, we're in a bit of a tricky point at the moment because we've got the we've got the, the heavy crypto space who on one hand are talking about crypto game and how it's the future and how we're going to be doing things. Like they understand why this is great and where it's going, but they're not the ones that need to understand why this is the great thing and where it's going it is the players that are playing the consoles that need to understand that and until the players are out crying and asking for it you know it's i it's going to be harder to get in you know because if you think about it crypto crypto kind of the crypto community kind of gets kind of pushed into the corner a little bit and it's kind of like, oh, you know, you're you're kind of in this niche technology, you know, fair enough. But, you know, kind of don't be trying to drag it into our space type thing. Whereas if the main mainstream players really start to realize that this technology is coming and what it can do for them, then I feel we are going to really make headway and start to push in. And like, you know, timeline wise, it's only going to be a couple of years of worst case scenario before it, it, it happens. But ideally, we'd like to get it done as quickly as possible because, you know, no one wants to wait a few years. Everyone wants to, you know, kind of get rolling with it straight away. And um, who do I feel is going to be the first to do it? It's going to be a AAA company. I can tell you, not a hope in hell. Um, the, any of the main platforms are going to allow a third-party developer to bring it out first. They just won't. Um, it's just simple the way these the, these platforms work. And listen, that's fair enough. You know, it, it is their it is their own studios at the end of the day. And if they want to roll it out first, fine. Um, but yeah, so they will be the first. Um, I'd say the first party studios and um, will be the ones to roll it out. Then slowly, the third party studios like Stratton will be allowed to roll it out within their uh, within their games, and then. You know, after that, we will kind of uh, just see mainstream adoption. But there will be, um, yeah, there's a couple of hoops we have to jump through yet. There really is. Um, and I, the more people that are pushing for it, the more information and the more understanding there is of NFTs, the closer we're going to get to that, you know. Um, and the more, like, like, there's still stuff gaming companies can do at the moment, you know, and um, that can be, uh, that can you know, they, they can do to already integrate NFTs in their community. Um, like, for example, you can make NFT sets of your of your characters. You can do governance, like, you know, 
uh, governance tokens for your game. You can do all these things. They just maybe can't be directly integrated into your game right now. But on the back end, I suppose, if you're really committed to it, you can implement some things. You know, you can, it just requires a lot of manual data entry but um so when you say like implement are we talking about like engine like using the engine coin tool set the space they created to then integrate that and yeah. you basically go to the company like hey look we have these tools we have the games we just need your understanding to help us build this together and like how so how is that how do you think it's going to work you think engines once they partner with like one of these big AAA studios it's just off to the races because then they'll everyone will start partnering with them um so I suppose I don't feel that I I don't feel that it's the hope that a, a big third part a big AAA studio will partner with someone like Engine. Do I think they will partner with uh like someone like Engine? It's hard to tell. Um, I think they'll build their own technology because that's what they've always done. They like to be the gatekeepers. They like to control everything. It's just the way they are. Um. And I suppose because a lot of crypto, you know, kind of blockchains are open source, it's not, you know, kind of they can just kind of, you know, grip and rip it out and, uh, you know, kind of implement their own implementation of it. So we're talking about like a a PlayStation coin and Xbox coin and a Steam coin where they're like, this is how we're going to do it and then use our stuff. Yeah, like it, they're already been doing that for years. Like think back to Microsoft points. Um, think back to all these different things like PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Plus, all these different, you know, Xbox Game Pass, all these different things. You know, it's only really the next step that they integrate their own kind of um, like coin. Like even Amazon, like you know, have hired a blockchain expert and they put a job advertisement up. So they're even thinking of, you know, kind of getting involved in some way, but they will build out their own ecosystem. They won't be, um, they won't, I doubt they'll partner. It would be great if they partnered with a third party, but then the ball wouldn't be in their court. They would be, they wouldn't be able to control everything, which I don't see them liking essentially. And they'd have to put a lot of money and attain a lot of the other kind of um, partner that they partner with to actually be able to, you know, roll it out in a meaningful way. So I reckon they'll build out their own. I reckon where coin like um, technologies like and companies like Engine will really come into it is partnering with, you know, kind of third party studios or maybe just not the first party studios. Um, you know, like, uh, for example, they could still partner with AAA studios, but I reckon it'll be more kind of like, you know, kind of double A, a indies partnering with uh people like engine and then you know kind of moving forward through that um but i suppose it will be it will be a small group of us that do until um until it's main main until it there's mainstream adoption because you know game companies are inherently quite lazy a lot of them and what I mean by lazy is that they like to rehash a lot of things, like look at Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed, stuff like that. We got to look know, at Rockstar and Bethesda, yeah. Skyrim and GTA Five, same game, different console every year. It's like, well, all right, we need to slow it down. Like, 
you haven't really changed anything. The new Skyrim, the only thing that's new is fishing, apparently. Apparently, there might be more. I haven't looked into it, but I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe we should try to come up with new things or find new ways to make those games even more fun and more interactive than just like one new mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and and companies like EA, you know, think of the FIFA. How long FIFA? How long has that been going around? You know, it, it, it. So they're inherently lazy, um, and they're not like lazy, lazy, but they like to. They use what works. They use what makes them money. They're a business. That's what they do. You know, they found the formula that works. They stick to it. Um, so until they really see that opportunity open up, I don't see a lot of them pushing into it. Um, I think it's going to be really something like the loot box situation where one company takes the leap and does it. And then everyone else is like, oh, God, they, uh, that worked. Like, OK, let's roll it out quick, you know. Um, and that's really where I see it kicking off. It'll It'll go from, you know, very few hearing about it to loads hearing about it. Kind of like what we seen earlier this year with artwork, like the CryptoPunks and, you know, Board 8 Yacht Club and all these different uh, NFT sets on OpenSea and Rarible. You know, that is what I think could happen um, with regards to when it does go mainstream. But until then, it's going to be very, you know, kind of ramping up, you know, kind of very slow, steady, you know, getting small pieces of nfts integrated into games and until then as developers it's just about figuring out ways we can integrate nfts in our community that are beneficial to them and you know and that is really where we're at now with nfts in kind of in gaming well in mainstream gaming obviously you know there is the crypto gaming space like games like axie infinity decentraland sandbox all these different games. games or is that mm-hmm. yeah all these different uh um side of things but i suppose that would be more kind of i don't see mainstream gaming players getting involved in it too much i really don't um it's just there's a lot to learn um i suppose and you know players typically are creatures of habit and they like playing their FIFAs, they like their CODs, they like their Fortnite. You know, you'll have people who will kind of dive into it, but it's going to be harder to get, you know, mainstream adoption on that side of things. Um, you know, I think the main the main push is going to be the console market because that's what it's always been. You know, the console market has always controlled everything in game, really, if you think about it. You know, everything comes to console first and then goes to the other platforms. You know, um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see on that side of things. But uh, it's it's an exciting time and it, and it's an exciting time to be interested in the technology because you're you're an early adopter, essentially. And, you know, the earlier you are, and I suppose, like I referenced earlier, you know, kind of the early internet days, nearly mobile phone days, you know, you get to see it evolve, you get to see it change over time, you know, which is, which is great, you know, it's, it's great growth left in the space. And, you know, kind of for anyone that does get involved early, you know, you're, you're going to be a, a one step ahead of everyone else, essentially. Yeah, basically, it's what, like 97% of people still don't know about NFTs or crypto. It's like, we're so early, and the possibilities are yep. endless. 
I'm excited for the future, for multiple metaverses, for the technology, for the games, for the space. Now, this has been a lot of fun. I learned a lot about NFTs, a lot about gaming, about what engine and all that everyone's doing. So no, thank you for coming on, Josh. It's been so much fun. No, it's my pleasure as always. As I say, um, you know, we love at Stratton, we love the NFT space and we have some very exciting news coming. Um, we'll be announcing this week um, directly a partnership with, um, you know, one of the biggest, I would say the biggest um, kind of gaming crypto company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to be coming on as an official partner with those. So if you want to check that out, just just check us out on our socials at Stratton Studios. And yeah, we'll, uh, we're very excited. You know, it's great to be one of the one of the first, you know, kind of console based companies that are actually partner partnering with them. And so, yeah, you know, we're going to be we're going to be at the forefront and I'm going to be pushing hard to get this really kind of integrated into the console market, because that is what we need for the future. And I suppose if anyone does ever have any questions about NFTs, you know, just reach out drop any of us a message you know we love talking to people we love meeting new people you know so just drop us a message we're always more than happy to answer um and yeah it, i suppose it's all about building the community and just growing you know no exactly and also i wanted to ask you if you can leave it off a message for anybody who's like how can i be a part of this how can i help what are the first steps so i can help go into this future with entities or games what would you say to them I would say for anyone that really wants to get involved and doesn't want to wait for this to come mainstream, I would say, you know, your first steps are to learn about the technology and, you know, and then get on like, you know, something like Atomic Hub or anything like that, where there's very low kind of barrier to entry and kind of NFT sets that you can get and kind of get involved with or apps like Vivi. Vivi is a great app. You know, you can get it on Android and iOS and, you know, you can see the way NFTs kind of work in there and you can learn more about them. You can just kind of watch. And if you ever do want to pick up one, you can. Um, but that would be the way to do it. I wouldn't be recommending, you know, when you start looking at NFTs, probably on the Internet, you're going to see like, you know, Crypto Punks or Board Ape Yacht Club or all these ones where they're selling for like 60, you know, 70, 80 K. You know, stay away from those um, until you really learn about the space. You know, just kind of look at the kind of smaller apps that are kind of doing things. And yeah, just slowly dip your toes in, learn more. There's plenty of resources out there that really go in depth on what NFTs like, you know, are the technology behind them, you know, what companies are good. The one thing I will say is, you know, just be careful. And there is a lot of kind of scammers in the crypto space. It's just because it's early. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, if anyone asks you to join a Telegram group, don't join them or a WhatsApp, you know, stay away from them. Um, And yeah, you'll do fine. And just remember, you know, one thing anyone always says in crypto is, you know, not your keys, not your crypto. So never give anyone like access to your wallets or anything like that. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, wallet is think of it like your account, your account balance in like like a game and sense. It's like your uh, where your where all your like NFTs are stored and stuff like that. So just never give anyone access. Just common sense kind of holds true. 
with regards to NFTs. Um, and just look where the main kind of people, brands you know are getting involved. Like, for example, if you look at like Tops, they're involved on Atomico, but Wax um, or Marvel are involved with Vivi. So they're reputable companies. So then you can be pretty sure that, you know, they're going to, you know, follow through and they're not just going to die. Um, but just dip your toes in, you know, you don't have to jump in right away. You know, it's you're very early if you are looking to get kind of in into it. So, yeah, don't take your time. Don't rush and then um, be careful out there because it is a little wild, wild westy at the moment. And um, but, you know, anything that is worth fighting for always is in the beginning. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.